Welcome back to Spill the Soup, the podcast that gives you insight into the life of a 2022 teenager and college student in these incredible times. I'm your host, Marley Camito, and to kick off season two of Spill the Soup, this week we're going to be talking about all things freshman and college living. From finding a roommate to physically living in a shoebox-sized room with that roommate, adjusting to living on campus and far away from your family and home, and so much more. Today, I am joined by none better than my current roommate herself, Melanie Gubernick. Together, we live in one of the freshman dorms at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and aside from going to class and attending our separate sorority social events, we basically have spent every second of the day together this school year. But before we get into all that, I want to welcome her to the show. Mel, thank you so much for coming on today and for doing this with me. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Okay, so you can go ahead and introduce yourself and then maybe add like where you're originally from, what your major is or your intended major. And then how about something that you love about college? Okay, perfect. So my name is Melanie Gubernick. I am from St. Louis, Missouri. And right now I'm undecided, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to go down the journalism path just because I've done like yearbook and newspaper all throughout high school. And I'm also interested in psychology. And then right now, something I just love about college is meeting new people. I love everyone here. And it's just been so much fun getting to know people from like all around the country. Yeah, amazing. Awesome. And I'll reintroduce myself too for anybody new that's listening here. I am Marley Camito, the host of this podcast. And I'm originally from Minneapolis, Minnesota. I'm intending on majoring in journalism. Total shocker, I know. And something I love about college so far is kind of the version of myself that it's allowed me and given me the opportunity to be. And yeah. Okay. So that being said, we can get right into our first topic. If anybody listened to this last year, I did this podcast last year, I did an episode on applying to college. And in that episode, we talked about the art of finding a roommate and how it looks a lot different today than when our parents were looking for college roommates or how that whole process went down back then. Um, So a huge thing is like what's called Facebook roommate dating. Basically, once you get into a school, you join the Facebook group, and that is where hundreds of other kids in your year will be posting like, hi, my name is this. These are the things I like. This is where I'm from. I'm looking for a roommate. These are the things I like to do. Let me know if you think we'd get along. So Melanie and I actually met on Facebook. I never made a Facebook post, but she did, and I reached out to her. So before then, like, did you ever roommate date other people? Like, what was that process like? Do you recommend? Tell us your thoughts on roommate dating. Okay, so honestly, the whole aspect of roommate dating is like so terrifying to me because it is because first of all, everyone's going to put their best selves out on Facebook. They're going to like post their best pictures like they're not going to like say any of their flaws. So you don't really like know who you're talking to really. And you just like can't get a feel for who they really are as a person. So I think for me, it was just hard, like trying to pick out who I wanted to roommate date, essentially. Like when people would comment on my posts, I'd be like, oh, they have the same major as me or they seem really nice, but still it was hard. And so like when you commented, I remember (laughs) my whole journalism class was like invested in who I was going to pick as a roommate because like it was all my friends. And so someone in my journalism class was like, oh, Marley Camito, like I went to camp with her. You guys would be so good together. This is the art of Jewish geography. Like that's how you are. Like this is literally Jewish geography in essence. And it's a beautiful thing. Okay, keep going. Right. So they were like, oh my gosh, you guys would be so good together as roommates. So I was like, okay, well, then I need to reach out to her. So I think I DM'd you, didn't I? 
And I was like, hi. No, one time we were like, like a few weeks ago, we were like, or right before winter break, we were like, let's go read like our old DMs. Like the way we used to talk, especially now, because like, I don't know if I like cat this earlier, but like we're like best friends. We're super yeah. close. Like we're very fortunate right now to be in the situation we are. Shout out to whoever said that we'd be a great dynamic. Yeah, who knew us seriously. both separately. But like to read those texts, like when you're so awkward, like right when you meet someone, like I'm like, hi, like that's so cool. Wow, like so I nice mean, to meet seriously. you. Like that's. All- I remember Melanie. You literally were like, you have a podcast. Like wow, that's great. I thought, <laughs> I thought it was so cool that she had a podcast, and now she's on it. Look at that. I know, like. So crazy, but no. And then I would like play your podcast for people in my yeah, class, and they were like, "Okay, she seems really nice." And I was like, "Yeah, she's but a podcast." Besides that, like, I think we only actually, of course, like once we decided that we officially wanted to be roommates, we talked a lot more, like over the mm-hmm. summer, to figure out what people were like, what we were buying. But I remember I was talking once about like FaceTiming because that was like a huge thing. Like we FaceTime to like fill out our housing application together. But like you mentioned this to me the other day, how like you knew people that didn't even FaceTime their roommates before just, like, showing up to college with them. Yeah, I know. And I just, again, like, like I was saying with the Facebook dating, like, you cannot get to know somebody over text at all. You don't know who they are as a person, and you just can't get a feel for them. And so I think that FaceTiming people helps you just kind of figure out, oh, I think we would get along. I think we have a similar personality or, like, maybe they're kind of quiet and, like, I don't... I don't know. You just, like, get to know who they really are through FaceTime, like, more than through text. Yeah. So, yeah. it's going to be awkward. But I remember, like, that first time we FaceTime, my little sister came downstairs, and she was like, oh, I thought you were on the phone with, like, one of my, like, longtime best friends. Like, Mm -hmm. because of how casually we, like, already hit it off. So, I think you will know, like, yes, Facebook's a great way to find your roommate. That's literally how the majority of people that we know found theirs. But definitely show them who you are. Try to get a feel for who they are. And then trust your gut and intuition, and it can turn out really well. Yes, of course. Okay. Yes. Anything, Anything else you want to add? We'll talk more about roommate stuff later, but I do want to talk a little bit about like now that we kind of covered like how we got to know each other, like the transition from turning all the calls of buying stuff into like setting up our dorm and like fully moving in. Um, kind of just like a traditional freshman year chronological schedule. Basically, at least here at Madison, you arrive to campus and move in during like late August, early September. You say goodbye to your family. And then you have like a week or so to kind of just get adjusted to campus, walk your classes, go out at night, meet new friends, like experience eating in the dining halls and uh, other little quirky restaurants around campus. And then there's like orientation stuff. And then just after you've had enough of feeling so anxious and antsy and bored and ready for classes to start and a routine to stick, everything like rushes at you all at once. So I remember before I got to college, a lot of people would always talk about how fun welcome week was or like syllabus week, kind of like the first week of classes before you get into having like real responsibilities. And I remember hearing stories like I should look so forward, like mostly to that week out of the rest of the semester. But I'm not gonna lie, like, it wasn't the best. Like, I really don't get the hype around welcome week and how it's like this whole great thing. Like most of the time I felt lost, like so out of place. Like, Oh, like, is this good? Like the adjustment was so quick. You're you're really thrown out there, especially like after the pandemic, like we'd been at home for two years. Like now we're not, not with our families anymore. So it takes a lot to get used to. And I'm sure you know what I mean. Oh yeah. But like during that time, at least, Melanie and I were basically inseparable because we were each other's first like real college friends. 
Um, so I imagine we would have pretty similar feelings about how we felt towards the start of the semester. But I wanted to hear your thoughts on how like the transition from home to getting used to living in our on our own and starting a new chapter in college was like for you. So like going back to the whole syllabus week thing and welcome week, for me personally, I struggle a lot with change. And like if I don't have a routine, then it's hard for me to feel comfortable and like not have anxiety. So welcome week was really difficult for me because like you didn't have anything in your schedule. It was just kind of like meeting people, but there was nothing really to do. So I thought that that was pretty hard. And also on a totally different note, we also had rush during like the first or second week of school, which was just so nerve wracking too. So it was just like on top of moving out of home for the first time, you also have to worry about rush and like moving in and not having a set schedule. So you're just kind of like going with the flow, which is so hard. So I, I thought it was a difficult time. I don't mean to be a downer, but like that was probably like one of the worst weeks of school just because, and we didn't know each other. Like we still were getting to know each other. It's still kind of awkward. Again, like we're from different parts of the country. We have some mutual friends, but, and also like, I just thought of this, like literally now we're both the oldest child, like in our family. And so it's not like either of us had like older sisters or older brothers, even our parents were new to this whole thing. So like yeah. Literally all of us were just like, what are we doing? Like, I didn't even think about that. I yes. just thought of that like right now. We, yeah, like <laughs> I didn't have an older sibling to compare their college Neither did I. to. And like it was both of our parents' first time. So like, everybody was worried. Yeah. And yeah, I didn't think about that. I remember we would have like, that was like picnic era. We would like order like DoorDash <laughs> yeah. or something before we'd go out and like eat on our floor together Literally. and like call it a picnic. And that was that. But yeah, it was just a lot of anxiety. And so yes. that's welcome week. So yeah, just kind of like, to leave off on that note, like transitions are hard mm-hmm. and it's all about trusting the process because it does get better. But like, I know a lot of people listen to this that either have kids going to college in the next few years or currently do, or if you are somebody going to college in the next few years, just know that this too shall pass. And welcome week does get like it gets so much better after welcome week I just want to say that because it has such a great reputation yeah. and like it's okay if it's not that great is basically Seriously, what I'm trying to say yeah because then you get a schedule and you and feel you figure better. it out yeah you feel better yeah so okay that kind of, that's a good transition because once like you know we get the basic adjustments down living on our own and having actual homework assignments and a routine every day um the like like actual experience of living in a tiny 12 by 15 foot room that we're literally recording this right now in can be a blessing and a curse especially like there's two of us in this room it's like I can't even I know this is a podcast so you can't see us but tidy like like I remember when we walked in with our parents we were like like this is not gonna work like we have so much stuff like how are we about to live in this like well yeah but I'm gonna say first like living with Melanie has been a blessing. Like, I'm serious. Like, I would say that if she wasn't here too. Like, I'm sure you can, like, tell that our dynamic clearly works well by listening to us talk to each other right now. Um, I really do, like, love having her as my roommate. We get along great, like, outside of the room and everything. I hope that's mutual. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, I love having you as my hey, roommate. Really. And I was like, so confessing s- our love, like, no. on the podcast. <laughs> on the podcast. But, like, I remember before coming to college, people were like, just be civil with your roommate. Like, yeah, you, all you need to do is that. be civil. Yeah. My mom told me that. They don't yeah. need to be your best friend. You just like, have to live with them. You just have to be civil with them. And, so and that I, is true. It's true. But at the same time, like being better. best friends with your roommate just makes 
every aspect of living together Way like easier. so much easier like we recommend so much easier but yeah yes for sure so yes it's been amazing love marley like yeah it's and we're so grateful fun. for this because like we'll get into this later on but this is like not i think it's more it's rare to normal. love your roommate mm, yeah. than to not so mm-hmm. um it can be hard though like we want to say like we're sugarcoating a lot right now but like of like the adjustment was hard getting into a routine just in our room mm-hmm. alone was really hard and I think like what was such a big shock to me during this whole transition period was that there's literally like no privacy ever like and that's just like a thing like I went to camp I lived in a cabin with like 12 other girls like I, I get the whole like changing in front of other people thing but like again our room is literally microscopic so small like and we, the, the two of us like spending time in here during the day, like when we're not in class. So it can be really hard, like if either of us are on the phone or like talking to our parents at the same time, like one's trying to listen to music, one's trying to study, like stuff like that. So the whole like privacy bubble and like personal space, like is a big adjustment, especially because like we had our own like spacious bedrooms at home. And then mm-hmm. you go from that to this. So I yeah. kind of wanted to like just discuss what we've thought, like the best and worst parts of living in like such close proximities with roommate I've been so far. And I don't know, we're both like self-aware and mature enough to be having this conversation about each other in mm-hmm. front of each other. <laughs> but um, like, if there's anything else you've heard from friends and their experiences at other schools here with their roommates so far, of course, feel free to share. Well, honestly, I was going to say, yes, it is very difficult to be living in such a tiny space, but I was just talking to you about this the other day too, that I think it's such a good life experience to live like learn how to cooperate with somebody and live in such a tiny space and like have like communal bathrooms because you're not really going to experience something like this ever again where you're living in such a small space and I don't know like I think it's just taught me a lot and it's taught me how to be more respectful or like what we do is we (laughs) we like we have routine like yeah this is what I was gonna say like setting boundaries and like let's talk about this yes our biggest piece of advice is like rules almost like yeah you have to let you have to communicate because that's a huge thing oh yeah people will just like ignore their roommates if they don't like them like if there's something you want to change like you we're forward with each other like Mm -hmm. I've literally screamed at you to like pick stuff up from the floor or like I'm sure you've been mad at me before like you have to clean up losing a key (laughs) (laughs) sensitive topic I lost my key over winter break guys we're not gonna talk about it it's okay no but like that's why like being again being best friends is so much easier because like I feel like if it was anybody else I would be so mad and be like oh my god they lost their key I have to pay $75 like mom if you're listening I'm so sorry again like I'm serious but but, yeah, like, like it's like, we can have we this can, conversation. Yeah. She still loves me. Like, yes, yeah, I love my key, and now we deal. can't lock our room. But like, it's okay. We're gonna get through it. We're gonna get the locks replaced. Like, when Melanie has like food on the floor, like I yell at her, and then I give her a garbage bag and tell her to not put the banana peel in the garbage pail without a garbage bag in it first. Like, yeah. these are the things that we learn, and that's okay. And like, also along with that, we have like designated like assignments, yes, chores, chores for us. That's chores, not assignments, like chores. So like. For example, I will fill up our water bottles or, like, I'll bring our laundry back up after Marley brings it down or, like, yes. Marley will put new garbage bags into the trash can. And, yeah, like, then we take the trash out together. It's yes, like a that's a communal activity. activity. We only go yeah. at night because it's actually – so in our building, we're literally on the third floor, but it's mm-hmm. so embarrassing in the middle of the day when, like, our building is busy and we have, like, garbage bags. Like, it's just a very, like, dehumanizing experience like, for yeah. anybody. Like, it's just yeah. embarrassing. So we literally only take our trash out at night. Yeah. <laughs> and now the trash is outside when it's like negative eight outside. 
So, yeah. But, like, that's what I mean. Finding that routine, communicating what needs to be done, and, like, making it work. Because you're going to have to make it work. And it's so much harder if, like, there's, like, passive aggressiveness or, like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this to be petty or, like, make my roommate mad. Like, one of my friends would tell me, like, her and her roommate share a Brita, which is, like, a water filtering thing. And um, the roommate will leave, like, a little... She'll fill her water bottle with the Brita and then leave, like, the tiniest bit of water left so it's not, like, empty so she won't have to go refill it. Like, stuff like that. Like, I just can't imagine us doing that. Like, and going off of that, like, I know a ton of my really close friends at other schools and even here, they just do not like their roommates at all. And it's just, like, such a problem. Like, I know one of my friends just had, like, and she lives in, like, a bigger dorm too like they each have their own rooms and it's still hard because like they just don't get along so I feel like learning how to communicate is so crucial because yeah it just helps it's a big maturity thing like you're already learning so many life lessons by going to college in the first place like being able to not even like be best friends like coexist like they, they just have to be your roommate like you just have to make it work but to be on good terms will set both of you up for success and we hope we're proving that to you yeah, I think that's good. I, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, on that, like, any other advice we wanted to share? Basically, like, in terms of living with a roommate, we went over this. But, like, setting boundaries, like, again, expectations, rules, anything, like, like what we just talked about. That's the best. We will, like, uh-huh. write on our whiteboard, like, things that we have to get done. Like, mm-hmm. we'll go grocery shopping together. Yeah. When I had, like, all my bags in, like, and I was like, I need help. I can't carry this all up. Like, Melanie will come down and get it for me. Like, mm-hmm. learning, like, helping each other out because you really are there for each other. You spend more time together than you think. Like, this is where you're living. Like, this is our little home. So, yeah. you really do need to, to be have like, comfortably. Yeah. Live. Right, right. And, like, have somewhat of a good relationship with mm-hmm. the person that you're living with because... Like, I don't know. You just are. You're living in such a small space. Like, you you have to be comfortable with each other. And you were going to say this earlier. Like, in terms of deciding of, like, whether or not you or your child should live in a dorm their freshman year, yes, it's disgusting. And, like, this is a low. But, like, it can only go up from here. I always say, like, living in the dorm builds character. Our dorm is one of, like, the oldest buildings on this campus. It's actually disgusting. There's probably mold. Like, it's probably the reason we're always sick. Like, yes, it's vile. But, like, that's okay. Like we're freshmen in college we don't need a five-star resort like this is building character we're going to tell these stories to our kids of the communal bathrooms and the oh of course and the this and the taking the trash out on it like it it's a part of the college experience do it yolo like it's worth it in the end i feel like because next year like we're both going to be living in apartments and of course it's going to be so much nicer and like real living but it is fun our floor is very social like only here will you find people like with their doors open and blasting music or like shower parties and stuff like that or like god only knows what else goes on in the communal bathroom like, I know. it's disgusting seriously but, but again like these are the memories that like we have from college and, like it's fun mm-hmm. like it's just one of those things that you really can't you shouldn't take advantage of that opportunity and again like like you're saying i was kind of hesitant about it and i always knew i was gonna live in a dorm but i was just kind of thinking at the beginning like oh should i have done off-campus housing should i have lived in an apartment but it really does like it does build character and it, it is such a good experience to have to live in a dorm. Like, you, it's part of the college experience. Like, I feel like it wouldn't be the same if you were 
I mean, it would be the same, I guess, but not really. It's just part of the experience. We I don't know, know that we need to be quiet at 11 o'clock because we have yeah. RAs and house fellows to, like, tell us to be quiet. We've gotten mm-hmm. in trouble for that. Like, oh, listening yeah. to music. Like, Multiple times. It's part of, again, Multiple part times. of the experience. And, like, the rules keep you right. in check because it's still sort of, like, I think of RAs or house fellows, like, whatever you want to call them, like, camp counselors almost because they're, like, not your parents, but, like, they're still there to, like, make sure everything's okay. And luckily ours haven't been, like, too strict or anything, but um, still, like, some parental guidance or older what is the word supervision is yeah is always nice because we are kids and we're like still learning but also like in terms of advice for just learning to transition and adjust whenever beginning your college experience because I often like to leave anybody listening with a little advice um something that my therapist once taught me like years ago that's really stuck with me every day since is that expectation is the thief of happiness so like I mentioned that I was expecting welcome week or right when I got to college to be like the fun I had been waiting this whole pandemic to have. And like this whole experience with no responsibilities and all these great things to like fall into my place at once. Like I'm going to walk into this party and meet the love of my life and meet all my future bridesmaids. And like, wow, this is it. I'm here in my college. Like it's happening right now and it all has to be right now. No. So yeah, like having all those expectations, like inevitably sets yourself up for disappointment, like in anything in life. Like I don't mean to sound preachy, but like, So if you're starting a new chapter like this or just a new job or just something like so exciting and new and refreshing, yes, it's so fun to have all these expectations, but don't let them cloud your judgment of like the idea that this too shall pass and like it will get better and trusting the process because um, it can really only go up from there if you don't have that like incredible first few days like you had been anticipating. Anything you want to add on that or like any advice about the, the transition? I just think, like, give it time because I remember, like I said earlier, the first few days were really hard, and I was like, I don't know if this is going to get better from here, but you have to trust the process, and yes, like, give it a few days, give it a few weeks or months even, and eventually you'll get into a routine, you'll get settled, and it will get better, and you'll know, like, you just have to wait. You just have to give it time. Like, it's okay. like I know so many people that just, like, cried for the first, like, week of college. Mm-hmm. Like, that is so valid. And, like, fine. Like, it yeah. doesn't have to be the best. It doesn't have to be amazing. But, like, it really will get better. And you'll, you know, once you have, you'll find your mm-hmm. people eventually. It might not be in the first week or the first month or the first year. But, like, you'll know once you have. And that feeling is, like, so incomparable. You'll think, like, it was so worth the wait. During Welcome Week also... Our main friend, again, we were basically inseparable. And it's because we had a big friend group, if any of you are listening, hello. And this friend group formed because, so I'm from Minneapolis. And then I have two best friends who are also from Minneapolis. They've been on this podcast before. Their names are Shana Kaplan and Jessica Paul. And we're all freshmen here. So we had the idea of bringing a group of friends together from the three of us, our roommates. And then from then on, other girls that lived in their building, their friend that they met on a USY Israel trip and her roommate. And we all formed this like group of like 10 or so girls. So yes, Jess, Shana and I started out as close friends from home. And it was really comforting to have like that familiar face, you know, like from Minnesota, a lot of people do come to Wisconsin because we're so close and people's parents went here and whatnot. But it's interesting, at least for Melanie, like to be an out-of-state kid, especially one from Missouri of all places. I feel like there's not a huge student population from Missouri. So what has that been like, really finding 
a lot of friends and not having as many familiar faces? So honestly, I well, one of my best friends does go to Madison, but she lives in Lakeshore, which is an area that's like 25 minutes away from where we live. And she takes totally different classes. So yes, we of course like try to make plans to see each other as often as possible, but it's different. Like it's difficult. She lives so far. But so I really thought that it would be harder to make friends, but I'm just so lucky that like you introduced me to your friends and it has been so easy to make friends, even though I didn't come with a lot of my best friends from home. And I think that that might even be better because I don't know. I feel like knowing myself, I would have just relied on my friends from home instead of trying to branch out and meet new people. And not everybody's like that, but that's just me personally. And so it's been nice just kind of having the experience on my own. Like I I was forced to branch out basically. Like I didn't have anybody to fall back on. I didn't have like, I didn't have to just stay in my comfort zone. Like I was forced to go to get out of my comfort zone. So yeah, it's been good. Yeah. Yeah. And one, one reason I was really worried originally about coming to Madison was because I knew so many people. I wanted a college experience to be, or my college experience to be branching out and like meeting all new people and like, leaving high school as a totally separate chapter. But one thing that did make Welcome Week a lot easier and make me feel less homesick and the adjustment less tough and, like, quick was that I had some of my friends to rely on. And then we could all go to Chabad dinner together and meet new people there, but just so I would at least have people to sit with for those first few weeks, and I'm happy that Melanie was here. And then what I've learned since then, of course, is that, like, obviously Wisconsin is like a huge school. So we did both meet so many new people. I do have like a totally new set of friends that aren't my home friends. And it's like totally okay because they do too. But then when we do want like a sense of home and familiarity, like we can all get lunch. Like basically I've just found out like you can see your home friends as much or as little as you want to. It's all up to you. But because we chose to go to such a big school, all of the opportunity to meet new people is still always out there. And that if you want to push yourself, you can if not, if not, it's really like choose your own adventure. And I really like that. Yeah, I totally agree. But yeah, I think you definitely do a good job of like balancing your home friend group and then like also meeting new girls, which is something a lot of people can't do. So. And it's a good lesson to learn, you know? Yeah. It's, it's all about finding out what works for you and kind of going with that. Awesome. So I think that, yeah, is a perfect note to leave off on and wrap up our conversation since that's all the time we have for today. Mel, thank you so, so much again for joining me this week and for kicking off our new season of the podcast in the best way possible. Thank Thank you for having me. This has been so much fun and I've always wanted to be on it. (laughs) I've always wanted to be on this. Seriously. Okay. And then to everyone else listening, thank you so much once again for listening to this week's episode of Spilled Soup. Before we go, please make sure to show some love for the podcast by subscribing and rating five stars to whatever platform you're listening on and wherever else you get your podcasts. We'll see you two weeks from now for our next episode. So stay tuned. Spill the Soup is part of the Jew Folk Podcast Network. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. For more information, go to tcjewfolk.com podcast or email the show and others at podcast at tcjewfolk.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you.